We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So for the first time in full detail, New Ravens offensive coordinator Todd Munkin expanded on his visions for what Lamar Jackson's role could look like this fall in his soon-to-be-implemented offense. And Bobby, uh, spoiler alert, Munkin did not commit to running less with Lamar Jackson, as some thought he might, given uh, this new offense coming in. But I still think you're going to like his answer. I think so, too. I'm Bobby Trossett, alongside my co-host, Sarah Ellison. It is Thursday, May 11th, schedule release day in Baltimore and beyond throughout the NFL. And this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. Well, people are debating whether Lamar Jackson is wrong for not attending. (laughs) Get this, football schools at the Ravens facilities this week. Uh, Never heard of football schools before? Well, you're like most people. I'll explain ahead. Plus, Ravens wide receiver Devin Duvernay provided an update on his health after undergoing foot surgery last year. And there was a David Ajabo sighting on Wednesday as well. Yeah, we have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, Baltimore's newest play caller. He took the podium on Wednesday for the first time since his introductory press conference, and he covered uh, some pretty good ground. So uh, why don't you tell everybody what did Munkin have to say, and this is what everybody wants to know about, how he envisions Lamar Jackson playing within his system. Yeah, so one of his answers that's getting some decent run on social media was to a question that focused on Lamar's workload in the run game specifically. And he was asked point blank, do you envision Lamar running less in your offense? Um, I don't want to say this. Again, I think it goes back to the players that you have. I think the more talented you are, um, around your quarterback, the less he has to burden, uh, take on that burden, shoulder the load, because you're excited about getting others the football where they can uh, utilize their skill set. So I think uh, I think that kind of answers itself. You know, I think that as you get further into your career, you know, as Lamar gets older, as everybody does, I mean, you know, you know, you want to you want to take some of that off of the player as best as you can, 
but he has a unique trait, a unique skill set. You can't take that completely out of his toolbox because that's a huge weapon for him and for us. He's using his feet. So as you heard there at the top, he thought long and hard on that one. And I appreciated his response. And I know you did too, Sarah. You know, to me, the bottom line is that Lamar isn't going to all of a sudden abandon what makes Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson. I think most of us can probably agree that he's at his best when improvising and taking what the defense gives him. And with so many new faces and playmakers now at his disposal, I expect that option to be there plenty. And I think he'll relish those opportunities. And hey, that's not even to mention specific plays that are actually designed for him to dominate on the ground, which I know you're about to highlight right now. Yeah, uh, I thought our guy Spencer Schultz put it best with this tweet. It says, quote, Jackson has run the ball and designed runs 313 times across 53 games. This goes all the way back from 2019 into 2022. So that comes out to 5.9 times per game. So getting less than four quarterback design runs per game Feels pretty difficult to imagine, close quote from Spencer there. Uh, my feeling is, is that if the passing offense is doing as well as we all hope it will, Lamar Jackson could rush for a thousand yards in his sleep. Uh, but, but I digress. Uh, I'm expecting a big time commitment beyond Lamar to spreading the ball around. And as ESPN's Lewis Riddick recently said, they're going to cover every single blade of grass on that football field. Yeah, I'm with you. But as Munkin was quick to point out during his press conference, there is only one football to go around. Again, we're excited about one, you know, getting Bateman back healthy. The other guys that have been here uh, that the organization drafted, that it's our, our job, our duty. We're in the development business to develop them and to maximize their measurable skill set. That's what we're paid to do and the additions of Nelson and Odell and Zay to add to the room. So I'm excited when they all get here to see that and see the competition and, um, and our tight ends as well, Mark and Zay, you know, our running back room. Um, I'm excited to get started, at, but there is only one ball. So, look, there really is only one football, but the fact that we're even having this conversation is a dang good problem to have for Baltimore. And having watched the infusion of playmaking talent flock to the Ravens throughout the course of this offseason, Monk intends to agree. It's a lot more fun that way. You know, I mean, it's uh, you're paid to move the football and score. So, and that's a lot easier uh, with talented players. As I always say, uh, cookies taste better with sugar than they do with vinegar. So you surround yourself with sugar. Don't think I've ever heard that one before, and I'm not sure I understand it, but I'm here for sugar in this offense. Still to come here on The Vault, the latest silly Lamar Jackson debate. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So, Sarah, we're just two weeks removed from Lamar Jackson's contract extension being finalized. And here we go. There's a new debate making its rounds here locally. And yes, we are in the dead of offseason right now. Yeah, Bobby, the debate, uh, it's just silly. In my estimation, some people may disagree, obviously, because it's a debate. And the debate is whether Lamar should be going to the Ravens. Uh, these are what are called football school. So there, there are some that aren't happy that he's not at football school. So I think I was tasked with reading the football school announcement in one of our quick hit sections earlier this week. And I'm just going to be bluntly honest with you. I, I don't even know what it is. So can you enlighten me and everybody else that's in this boat? Yeah. Well, Bobby, you don't know. And most people don't know because it's a pretty low key week during the off season program. And these off season programs, they're, they're kind of set by the entire NFL and there's three different phases. I believe we're still in phase two. And, um, I, I, you hadn't heard about it. I've heard about it, but Bobby, let me put it this way. When I worked for the team at the Ravens, I don't remember ever covering it. Now, since I've left, I feel like in the last one or two years, there's been a little bit more. This is just like a different level. So, um, football schools are basically, I mean, during this week, players do some on-field work. I'm sure there's also stuff inside the building, but they do on-field work. Uh, but it's just individual drills. Bobby, they don't wear jerseys. If you go in on social media and look at any of the pictures, nobody's wearing jerseys. So half the media, I'm dead serious about this, half the media struggles to even know who is whom without those numbers. There are no rookies there because they just had their own camp last weekend. And as I said, the CBA dictates what coaches and players are allowed to do, even what they're allowed to talk about in some instances earlier in, in the offseason. So Bobby, we're not even at the voluntary organized team activities yet where some of the offense can be installed, but even the OTAs are limited to, to no live contact. They could just have seven on seven, nine on seven, and then 11, 11 drills. Those are the only things that's, that's permitted. And I'm telling you, football school is even more limited than OTAs. Which makes me comfortably say that this whole thing isn't winning anyone the Super Bowl, right? I mean, let's just, <laughs> you know. I'm going to go with that. But, you know, listening to the press conference earlier this week on Wednesday with Todd Munkin, I know he was asked twice about Lamar not being there for football school. And here's what he had to say. But we're in constant communication with those guys and, and we're getting them on, you know, opportunities to talk football and try and catch them up to speed. And, uh, 
Uh, we're excited about the guys that are here, and I knew though that they're working hard. We get updates from those guys in terms of, you know, working. So, again, when that again it is voluntary, but we're excited, like I said, about the guys that are here. But I do think that uh, we'll be able to get those guys here, hopefully in in a short amount of time. But until that happens, we'll get up to speed with the guys we got. You know, Bobby, what's interesting is I feel like when we talk about the these things, it's usually the national media that kind of pushes these topics, but. Uh, this time around, it was more local media pushing it. And I want to be clear, it's not all local media. In fact, I felt like Jeff Zrebeck got like some unfair pushback for simply posting photos of the quarterbacks who were in attendance. And obviously, Lamar wasn't there. So, But he did that for every position. He was just snapping pictures of all the different positions. And there was pushback to that. And and so sometimes people can be a little too sensitive but I and, and I will also say this just because of the clip you played there. I think it was fine for the media to ask Munkin about Lamar. I mean, he's the new offensive coordinator. Lamar's the quarterback. They're, they're going to ask that. So that I'm fine with too. But it's the coverage that kind of makes it to the headlines or to the tweets. Those things, in my view, blew his absence out of proportion. Uh, the Baltimore Sun, ABC2 Baltimore, and ESPN all had headlines about Lamar not being there. I think that's far too much as well. I mean, you and I talked offline uh, on Wednesday about this, and I think we kind of came to the consensus that like, until the actual organized OTAs begin later this month, like to me, I don't even want to have this debate. But anyway, I'm sure we'll, we'll probably be debating it later this month at the rate that we're going. <laughs> um I also heard this whole conversation being debated on 105.7 The Fan uh, on Afternoon Drive earlier this week, and former NFL executive Vinny Serrato on the daytime side was asked about it as well. Listen to what he had to say. Just because he hadn't played in a while, Bob, and that he hadn't, he doesn't know the offense, he doesn't know any of the terminology, any of those things. You know, if he would have just stayed and all right, take a week learn the offense, all right, and then go home and then come back again on the 22nd, something like that, where he could sit down with Todd Munkin and learn the offense. I, I think that would have been <clears> – <throat> and you just got to check for $80 million. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know that, that's the thing. But uh, they want him – they really want him here on the 22nd because, you know, the receivers – I don't know if Odell will be here, but everybody else, probably all the other receivers will be here. And they need to work. I mean, because, Bob, all the terminology, like the passing tree and everything, the, the terminology is different. You know, and Lamar's got to learn all that. And so do all these other guys. And, you know, learning it together and being together would be the best thing. You know, so we'll see. You know, and I mean, when I asked Lamar that question, Bob, he's, that's what he told me. We'll see. You know, I think Vinny's arguments are fair. People have made those arguments before, but I don't think they are fair for football school. You know, and even beyond football school, when we once we get to OTAs, to me, the biggest argument that Lamar should be there is that this is a new offense. It's not about his pay. It's it's not about his pay. That that part I disagree with with on uh, on Vinny. I know others would disagree with me, but Ray Lewis was paid. Ed Reed was paid. Trail Suggs was paid, and they all all often skipped OTAs as as veterans. And great QBs, it's not just those guys. I mean, great QBs around the league have skipped them too. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I could list off a bunch of guys. So to me, it's not about the pay. To me, it's about getting the offensive or defensive schemes down, depending on which side of the ball you are. To me, last, last year when people were making a big deal about him not being at OTAs, 
I knew that Lamar knew the offense last year, which is why I didn't care at all that he wasn't at OTAs. Now, this time around, there is more weight because to me, there he, it is important to get the offense and all these new pieces together, all these new weapons that he's had or these new weapons that he does have. So I've predicted that I think Lamar will be at OTAs at some point during the three-week span that they have OTAs. We'll see if he does, but regardless, all these arguments that we're talking about, in my view, none of them apply to a football school. So, Sarah, probably the local beat reporter who got the most pushback on Twitter on Wednesday along these lines was ESPN's Jamison Hensley. Uh, I'll read his tweet, and you can give your reaction on the other side of it. Quote, Lamar Jackson isn't in attendance for the Ravens' voluntary football school. Baltimore, which is installing a new offense, has its first OTA practice on May 22nd. Jackson signed his five-year, $260 million deal six days ago, which made him the highest-paid player at $52 million per season, close quote. All right, so, Bobby, Jameson, we both know, is a very talented reporter. He does a good job, for the most part, with the Ravens. And some may say that that tweet that you just read, you know, Jameson just put out facts in, in one tweet, and, and that's true. But to me, there's a reason he decided on these three specific facts, Lamar's attendance, his contract figures, and the installation of new offense all in one tweet. To me personally, when I read that, when I saw it, it felt like an agenda, you know, that, that ESPN often pushes. And it feels even more like that when there was no such tweets with those same facts, right, of, of, you know, who's there or who's not there with their contract numbers. And so other team leaders that were not there included wide receivers Odell Beckham Jr. and Rashad Bateman, running backs J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards weren't there, linebackers Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen weren't there, offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley wasn't there, tight end Mark Andrews wasn't there. You know, there's no tweets singling them out and their pay. And there's no headlines for the, one of the leaders that was there, which is which is Marlon Humphrey. So uh, if none of those leaders were there, and by the way, many of them were the highest paid players at their positions when they got their new contracts, you know, there's little scrutiny for them. There was a simple mention of them buried in, in an article. And so, and I'm not arguing that they should be scrutinized. The opposite is true. It's a football school. Not one part of me expected Lamar or any of those guys to be in attendance, and not one part of me thinks this will hurt the team come September or playoff time. All right, Bobby, let's run through some other notes aside from Lamar's attendance during Wednesday's football school at 120 Drive. And let's begin with wide receiver Devin Duvernay, who we know uh, his 2022 year, in part, was lost to foot surgery. Yeah, so Duve was placed on injured reserve in late December last year, which ended his season. But here we are five months later, and the fourth-year pass catcher and return specialist, he likes where he's at and his ongoing recovery. It took a couple months, but uh, as far as where I'm at right now in this process, it's I'm doing good. I'm, you know, I'm running. I'm uh, doing things. Still got a little bit to go, but... But feeling good, though. Feeling good, making progress. All right. Well, that's great news for Duve there. Hopefully he can get back uh, by the, the beginning of the season. And you know what? In other news, we were seeing second-year outside linebacker David Ojabo 
out there participating in drills. Yeah, and we're not even halfway through May. And given everything he's been through over the last year and the aftermath of that torn Achilles he suffered at his pro day with Michigan, it was great to see him out there competing hard against his longtime pal, Adafe Owe. Now, Eric DaCosta, as you might remember, did not mince his words on Ajabo back in January during the end-of-season press conference. Yeah, I mean, we are extremely excited about Dave. Came off the Achilles, obviously. Uh, he worked very, very hard to come back. Um, you know, probably could have played a little bit earlier, but quite honestly, we stayed very healthy at that position. We loved our depth at the outside linebacker position. Um, we didn't want to rush him in there. And uh, But he's a long, tall guy, explosive, great attitude, um, tremendous, tremendous potential. And we just can't wait to see what he's going to do this year. I mean, I think having a great offseason for him, you know, considering what he went through last year, is really critical. His attitude is awesome. He's got an infectious personality and a lot of ability. And let's finish with two rookie notes on 2023 special teams in Baltimore. Coordinator Chris Horton is fired up to have inside linebacker Trenton Simpson at his disposal this year. It was pretty easy to love this guy. You turn on the tape, you watch you watch him fly around, uh, you watch him get to the football, you watch him make plays. Uh, when I had the privilege to evaluate that guy as a special teamer, uh, it was a, it was a no brainer for me. Uh, I, I want that kind of player. Um, that's the kind of that guy has the traits, those Raven traits that we look for. He was tough. He was fast. He was physical. Uh, he loved playing football, and his energy was just off the chart and that's the kind of that's the kind of players we've had in this building so I truly believe that guy's going to do some good things for us this year and finally rookie first round selection Zay Flowers he's been returning some punts or at least he did during rookie minicamp last week Horton raved about how dynamic he is with the ball in his hands so that'll certainly be something to monitor throughout this spring and into summer training camp And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with the news that the Ravens will travel across the pond to London for their Week 7 road game against the Tennessee Titans and uh, add that to three West Coast trips. Well, the Ravens will cover 25,442 miles, to be exact, in travel this season. And that puts them at the sixth most miles of any team in the, in the league uh, this season. And that is a big change, Bobby, from last season's 9,500 miles, which were the third fewest. And that's according to data from the Boston Herald's Bill Serpos. Also, the contract numbers from the newest Raven and cornerback Rocky Sin are in. He's getting a one-year, $4 million base salary. Uh, that includes 920000 in roster bonus and a $2 million signing bonus. And What's particularly interesting here is that even though the Ravens have signed Lamar Jackson and saved some room under the cap, Baltimore is still using void years. In fact, there are four added void years to Rocky Sin's contract, and those numbers come from Russell Street Report's Brian McFarland. And speaking of Brian, if you haven't listened to it yet, we posted an episode with him on Wednesday that took a deep dive into Lamar's contract now that all the details are known. And perhaps my favorite part was our discussion of whether people were wrong, including us, about whether Lamar could make up for lost time and make as much money as Josh Allen. So go check that out in the episode archives. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. 
We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms by visiting patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast. As you probably know by now, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll give us a chance to keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. And a special shout out to two of our returning patrons, Kurt Pfeiffer and Jameson Helfrich. We'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today. But mark your calendars accordingly. And can please consider joining us tonight for our live stream to cover the Ravens 2023 NFL regular season schedule release.